The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The message you're about to hear is from RCCG Kings Embassy, Young Adults and Youth Church. Be blessed as you listen. Touch me one more time. Touch me one more time. Thank you. You can touch me, Lord. Touch me one more time, oh Lord. You can touch me, Lord. Touch me one more time, oh Lord. You can heal me, Lord. You can hear me, Lord. Oh, you can hear me, Lord. Hear me one more time, oh, Lord. You can hear Can anoint me, Lord. This one is not enough, Lord. You can anoint me, Lord. Jesus, you can steer me, Lord. Share this love in me one more time. Oh, you can share me, Lord. You need it, my brother. He can share you again. Stare me, stare me, stare me, stare me. You can stare me, Lord, stare me one more time. Jesus, you can feel me, oh, feel me one more time, oh, Lord. You can feel me, Lord. For the last time, touch me, Lord, touch me one more time, oh, you can touch me, Lord, touch me one more time, oh, Lord. The pathway to glory. Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11.
Jesus one more time oh lord you can mold us one more time oh lord are we all there some 16 verse 11 it says you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand a pleasures forevermore as i started last time let me start like that too. as i begin to grow through life and as i begin to journey one of the things that i'm beginning to realize brothers and sisters is that the journey in itself is not the end when a man is going through a journey that's not the end of the story the journey is just a means to an end and one of the things that i realized is that it is the end of a thing that matters In this meeting we are talking about the path to glory. The path in itself is is very important but it's really not about the path to glory. What should be our focus is where the path leads us to at the end. The path that you are walking <laughs> does it end in glory? Because it is the end that what that matters when we went for bro gabriel's naming today i met a childhood friend <laughs> and i remember him very well i remember how we used to walk together then and i remember how every one of them were very jealous of me because i had grown tall quickly i was those children that quickly grew tall so when we were 10 <laughs> all of them were shorties there is a shorty <laughs> but today <laughs> or yesterday <laughs> i saw the boy he had grown tall during the journey he was appearing that I was going to be taller because I began to grow taller than every one of them <laughs> but what mattered the end he was laughing and I'm thinking it is that shot is remembering he couldn't say it because now I'm pastor but I saw he would just laugh and I, what is funny I'm sure is that shot issue because he pained me and i remember the story <laughs> but it is the end that what that matters that's why in micah chapter 7 verse 8 micah chapter 7 verse 8 the bible says <laughs> don't rejoice enemies if i fall don't no rejoice if you see me i'm weak now <laughs> don't make a celebration about it 
Because when I fall, I shall rise again. He said, even if I sit in darkness, if I'm confused, ah, he said, God is coming. The light of the Lord is coming. And I have good news for someone tonight. I don't know what you have been through. It was just a road. Where you are going is glorious. Where he's taking you to is with kings. This is just a means to the end. And I'm decreeing in the name above every other name that you won't miss your glory. Ah, I'll pray that prayer again. But people die with glory. People can be bestowed with glory and it never came forth. People can have promise that, ah, this one, the way he's going, ah, it will be great, but he never entered. I'm praying for you as you journey through life, you won't miss it in destiny. Ah, let your amen carry life. So therefore, as you make your journey, it is important that what you have at the back of your mind is the end in view. So when I'm walking through this path of life, the end must be at the back of my mind because it is the end that matters. As I'm making a decision, the end must be at the back of my mind because it is the end that matters. You will not know the importance of the end until you get there. And then you will know how much the end matters. See anyone who failed an exam and the failure was as a result of his fault. Ask him. He will tell you how I wish. That time when I had the opportunity to read, I read a little bit more. You will not know the importance of the end until you get there. And the worst thing that can happen to you is to get to the end and realize ah, that it was a wrong road you walked. How many of you have traveled before and you got to the end <laughs> and you realize it was a waste of time? I'm praying for you in the name above every other name. The enemy will not waste your time. That as you journey, you will walk a path that by the time you get to the end, it will be full of regrets. Can you say amen? What should you know about this path to glory? Number one. It's a path of patience and perseverance. In this path, you must learn patience. You must learn how to persevere. Because patience speaks of process. You must learn the process. There are many things you will not be able to jump on this path. So you must learn process. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 2. He said, when you run on this path, you must run it with patience. 
is important that we begin to learn that in this path, you must be patient with God. Learn the process. You must learn how to persevere. Don't be in a hurry. It is many who made haste that have made mistakes in several areas of their life. I'm trying not to always share so many stories because I've realized that some of the stories I share, the people <laughs> that I talk about are now getting, I thought they would never listen. But one now had the message last time. So I felt bad. So I won't be sharing story. I'm looking for stories now that they will never get hold of the message. So I wish I can share a story, but most likely by the time it's out, the person will go and take it. So let, let's, let me not share this story. But you must learn patience. For people who make haste, they make mistakes. Please never forget this statement. People that make haste, they make mistakes. Don't rush. In this path, make sure you walk with God. If he takes a step, take it with him. If he doesn't take a step, don't move. If he says go, that should be the only reason why you go. If he's too slow, thank him. Because God can never be slow. There's no time with him. You are the one who is calculating life with time. With God, there is no time. So with God, it is never too late. So you must learn how to understand that in this path, we must learn patience. Your time will come. Walk the path to glory with patience. For 30 years, Jesus Christ was in hibernation. Nobody knew him. Nobody knew that there existed the Son of God. John the Baptist was the one whose ministry was flourishing. But he learned patience until the time appointed for Israel to begin to know his name. He learned patience. And on the day of his announcement, a voice came from heaven. If you rush, what you will have is men's voices praising you, not the voice of heaven. Learn patience. Learn perseverance on this path. Number two. This path is a path of price. You will pay a price on this path. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. The Bible says that Jesus told his disciples... If anyone will follow me, he said he must deny himself, take up his cross, and do what? And follow me. That denial is a price. I was watching a documentary, and I think I've shared it with us before, about why models in Africa sometimes fail since the time of Agbani Darego they realized that 
Many models have not come out of Nigeria in particular. And when they decided to query those international organizations, why are you not picking our people? As slim as the people were, the Americans said they were too fat. So they wanted people that were extremely slim. And so when they called people that wanted to really pay the price to be on the international international stage, they presented their meals to them. And as I always say it, as far as I'm concerned, is leaf. And so human beings are to be eating the food of goats. And they were eating leaf. Eating vegetable. That's what they said they were eating. Eating vegetable to keep a stature. Some people here cannot try it. But many of them on that day, they realized that the price for this stage ah, is that I must not eat meat. In this path, you must pay a price. They presented a food before Daniel and the four Hebrew men. And they said, the king's food, we won't eat out of it. I don't understand how the king's food becomes corruption to a man. He said, we will not defile ourselves with the portion of the king's food. How can the king's food be corruption? How can the king's food be defilement? Men understood price. Many people will tell us, if you don't pay the price, forget about the price. This path is a path of price. You must learn how to deny yourself of sleep. Sleep only make this to sleep away. Because while men slept, while men slept, the thief came. While men slept, the enemy came and sowed. It was while the virgin slept that the thing that was burning as lamp died. You will be surprised that many potentials burning that has died because men slept. The increase in your sleep automatically translates to decrease in your prayer life. So, the more you sleep, the more things will sleep. To walk with God is not that difficult to just maintain consistency that's all consistency that's all and one of the price you must pay is the price of not too much of sleep sleep ah, somebody said something one day he said this sleep you will still sleep it though do you know what they call rest in peace you will sleep eh you will be sleeping like this. <laughs> they will say, wake up. You won't wake up. Oh. They say, sleep. You will still sleep. Why are you rushing to sleep this sleep? <laughs> That's what one man of God said. He said, you will sleep. You will rest in peace like this. They will be dancing with you. You won't wake up. 
So why do you want to be dying now? Do you not know that sleeping is like dying? Sleeping is like dying. Stay awake and wait upon God. Make up time. Because you see, Daddy Gio said one quote, if you remember. He said the, the, I forgotten the quote. Who remembers that beautiful quote? It's a very common quote. The, the flight, I've forgotten how they put it, that great men made. Let me just paraphrase it. He said, it was not a sudden thing. It didn't just happen. When you see a man become, it didn't just happen. But while his companion slept, while they were sleeping, he said he, he continued to toil. You will make more progress in the night. You will run faster in the night. Make progress. Try as much as possible to reduce this sleep for now. This is your day. This is your young age. You will sleep. Oh. My grandma sleeps. Well, she's late now. But she will be sleeping like this. Who say, Mama? Mama will sleep. <laughs> you will sleep. Oh. Don't sleep too early. There is so much to do with our day. Don't let sleep with it. We must learn on this part to pay the price of lack of sleep. Number two, which is another common one. You must pay the price of your belly. This food you are eating, that they said you are adding weight, that you are smiling, you are saying thank you. You should be crying. You are eating too much. Food, food can blind. It was this food that took away Esau's destiny. Red porridge. I even ate porridge. So porridge. It wasn't even rice. Porridge. Food. You must pay the price of food. 50 days fasting passed. You know I always say something. When you don't do it well, you will know. Ah, you will know. That I'm not really fasting, though. You will fast, though. As in, you will do on cash strike. But deep down, when you come and everybody says, Are we fasting? And you're saying, Yes, sir, we are fasting. And you, you start to do like this. You will know that you are not fasting. You will know. We may not know, but you, <laughs> you will know. How many of us did 50 days fasting? How many did we finish? Is it 50? 49. Yes, that you said seven times seven. How many of us did the 49 days fasting? If you know you did it sincerely, raise up your hand. You see? The very few. Because the truth is, many people didn't do it for love of food. This food too, you will eat or Ah, you will eat. One of the things I realized about food and sleep is that you can never have enough of them. You cannot sleep today. You know, I've tried it before. There was a time I wanted to read at night. One very long time ago in school then. So I said, you know what? I will sleep during the day. So that when I wake up in the night, I won't be able to sleep. So I slept during the day. I slept and slept and slept. And I woke up in the night. And I sat down. Now, I was so happy with myself. That I will read. As I sat down like this. <laughs> I slept back. 
And I slept again. And I woke up around four. I couldn't sleep again. That's the same way with food. If you eat everything you want to eat now, trust me, give it four hours. It will come back. You will be hungry again. Pay the price of denial. Because Jesus Christ said something. He said this kind. And you know when Jesus says it, you should hold on to it though. The disciples wanted to cast out a demon. They wanted to solve a situation. And Jesus Christ and the people came and they said, see your people can't do it though. And the disciples said, and Jesus Christ said to them, this kind. You know, I thought that probably it was because they didn't fast that day. But you know, if you trace it down, you will know that disciples like food. How many of you have noticed that the Pharisees too came and they said to Jesus, your disciples are always eating. How many of you remember that situation? That why are your disciples always eating? Then I understood what Jesus meant. That this one, this thing they can't cast it out. This one's even Jesus one time he supported them, said, Leave them. <laughs> Their master is still with them. Let them be eating. Did you notice how they follow him to feast? Did you notice when he was by the well and they sent them, they were happy to go and quickly buy food? This kind does not go except by what? Prayer and fasting. I have showed us the story of Anna before. How the Bible said about Anna when time they go to Shiloh. And when they are sharing food, there was a woman who had children who was giving birth. So the husband will say, okay, to please Anna, we are take double portion. So while every other person is receiving single portion, you can check that in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2. Anna will carry double portion of rice. And Anna will be eating rice. When she now gets back home from Shiloh, she will be crying. And the man will come, am I not better to you than seven sons when I'm giving you rice? In the place you are eating, what else do you want? Until one day, she got to the same Shiloh and they served that double portion of food. And she said to them, I'm not eating. The month she did not eat, she got pregnant with her child. Food can blind. The young prophet what finished the work of God on the path to glory. How did they take him back? The angel of the Lord has appeared unto me. Come and eat. Why is it that God will send a man to a town and ask him not to eat? Why is it that the devil will want to tempt Jesus? And what he will bring before him is turn this stone to bread. Of course, he was fasting. That's what you will say. But Jesus returned it and said, Man shall not live by what? By bread alone. That is not the only secret to your survival. That is not the only secret to fresh skin. I know you are trying to have size, but that's not the only secret. Man shall not live by bread alone. You must pay a price of your belly. Number three. You must pay a price of consecration. You see, when you pray well, and then you fast well, 
This one will really not be difficult. But yet, is a price. Consecration is set apart. Because you see, in this journey, one of the wars you will fight is distraction. So, you must be careful of everything that wants to distract you away from where you are going. Because the end is at the back of your mind. So, when things come, suggestions that will take away your consecration, fight it with everything within you. Is a price to pay. Sometimes it will cost you friendship. Sometimes they will call you names, but ensure that your white garment is not stained. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 says it. He said, let your head not lack oil. He said, let this your garment not be defiled. You must retain that consecration on this journey. That was the strategy of the enemy for Samson. Let's defile him. Let's make sure that this is consecration is broken. So they introduced Delilah. They introduced a dead animal. They introduced wine. And so on and so forth. I have said it and I will say it again. Your enemy can sponsor you. Such that you will be doing wrong. And yet you will be achieving right. The devil is wicked though. He is not afraid of such sponsorship. Such that a man will be far away from God. And that is when he's still relevant. Because all that he's looking for is for something called a big blow. You see what a big blow does in boxing. Is that while you are doing the job. I don't know if you people listen to Daddy Gio's illustration of this big blow. Ah, I listened to it years ago. And that's, it has not left my head. The enemy will keep doing the job. So you keep bending. You keep bending. You will be thinking that he's not reaching you. So he's trying to punch your face. You are doing like this. He's trying to punch your face. He knows what he's doing. You are bending. That did you say there is a part in the tummy. That once you bend to that level. He gives a big blow to the belly. So as soon as you lose guard of this side and you are blocking your face, what do you do when they punch your belly? You come down. As soon as you come down, it gives the upper court. Where do you land? Backward. Game over. That's the strategy of your enemy. It will keep sponsoring things that will make you bend in consecration. Nobody, you know the devil is so smart. He knows how to make a man sin that he won't get caught. That's a good style of the devil. So a man is sinning and the devil himself will make sure nobody is catching him. <laughs> nobody will catch him. Not by revelation. Not by dream. Nobody. As a matter of fact, that is when prophets will send the word to him. That you see, God has lifted you from this plane to the next. So in iniquity, is enjoying lifting. <laughs> Dreams and visions sponsored by the enemy. He's not afraid. 
So that the man loses guard of his consecration and he can hit him with a big blow. You see, when he hits the man with a big blow, have they slapped somebody beside you before? They've not. But you see, if they sound a child beside you, people that are far away will feel the pain. That's what he wants to do. So that the man who he hits, even those who did not know his story, will know his pain. You must guard your consecration. Guard it. More than anything, no. He wants to spoil your name. More importantly, he wants to spoil the name of God over your life. He may not be able to get it in fasting. But if he can destroy that holiness and consecration and work with God, he has mocked God. Let's move quickly. Because we would we'll wrap it down. It's just a small prayer on this matter. Number, what number is that? To know if you are following. Is it number four? Some people have received revelation of number five. Number three, have you? <laughs> you see? Okay, what is number one? It is the part of what? Patience and perseverance. What is number two? So what is number three? <laughs> Part of what? Eh? Food. It's part of the price. Eh, but it's okay. We are following at least. We are writing down. Number three. We are going to only take three. I may mention the rest, but let's just take three. It is a part of principles. The path that we are walking Number one is a path of patience and perseverance. It's a part of a price. You must pay a price. It's also a part of principles. There are principles on this path. First Corinthians chapter 9, 24 and 25. First Corinthians 9, 24 and 25 says, I like the way NIV puts it. It says, everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. There are strict principles on the path. I know that there are many messages that are teaching us that God doesn't care anymore. Just do what you have to do. The grace of God is there and so on and so forth. But see, please and please and please, the principles of God remain the principles of God. Be careful with the revelations that you will get for yourself. Be careful. On this path, note that God is still a God of principles. I don't want to say more than that on this one. But God is still a God of principles. God is still a God of principles. On this path, One thing you must be weary of, which your enemy is going to try to do. Is to get you to be separated from the master. And one of the signs that a man is far away from the master. Is that he can't hear his voice. 
One of the things the enemy wants to do is to make sure you don't hear God. And one of the people in scripture who was able to hear God clearly was John the Beloved. I think it was one of our last messages when we spoke about the heart. I spoke to you about the characteristics of the life of John. How he always slept at the bosom of Jesus. In the book of Revelation, John made an analogy about the voice of God. He said it was like thunder to me. Do you know what that means? The voice that you, you are not sure of. That voice, John said he's hearing it like a thunder. Do you know when a thunder strikes? Do you guess that is a thunder? That voice that you are not sure. Did he say come or go? Is he saying I should stay or to move? John said I'm hearing like a thunder. Ah, may you hear God's voice like a thunder. Please let your amen be loud. Ah, Do you know what that will do for you? If as you are about to step out, the voice comes as a thunder. Do you know how people sit down every time? I was watching Daddy Gio before I came. He's, he's in Europe Arise program. And when he was teaching, he, he was just teaching and he said, <laughs> and you know the way he will say, <laughs> and smile a little. I said, my daddy said, and I could just look at the crowd, looking at him. <laughs> when did daddy say this one? And a man is hearing it like a thunder. I'm praying for you again today. Starting from this night when you sleep and wake up, because that's when the hair surgery will occur, you will begin to hear his voice like a thunder. So your enemy wants to make sure that there is distance between you and your shepherd. So that when he's blowing the whistle, because the Lord will blow the whistle for many things, he will blow the whistle to call you. For example, we can't go into that issue. Whereby on the path a man must be called. It will blow the whistle to warn you. On the path, a man must be warned. There's no time to go into those analogies tonight. There is a calling. There is a warning. Like the one that he gave Peter. Pray so that you will not enter into temptation. He will warn. What the enemy wants to do because he knows that he is a good shepherd. And even when the sheep runs away, he will come and search. But he wants to make sure that on the path, you lose a distance with the master. So that when he is calling, so that when he is warning, you don't hear. And the major one is when he is even warning. Because this is the style to glory. Can we say our Lord's prayer? Can we say it together? Want to go? Let me show you the progress. Mm-hmm. You start with the fear of God. Establishment of His will in your life. Go on. Good. As it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our daily bread for what? Because sufficient in a day is the evil thereof. So you need a daily supply for what? The daily evil. Let's go on. And lead us not into what? But what? Deliver us from evil for what? For... Eh? Which name's sake, bro? Who am? 
What's his name's sake? You don't know our Lord's prayer. <laughs> so deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. For thine is the kingdom, the and the what? What is going to be before glory? Temptation. That is the process. When a man is getting close to glory, there is surging surge. You see, when you see surge of, this is how they will be coming. It's as if, when you are free, not that there's nothing that wants to happen that year. When there's nothing, just know that you are free. Nothing is about, but one of, when sudden surge of temptation begins to come, ah, that glory is in front of so when the whistle, the shepherd begins to blow, he wants to make sure that you have so much gone so far that you don't hear his warning. You see, there are three things that will happen, and I will close on that, when a man is far away from the master. The general thing that will happen is that such a man will begin to decay. Decay. I'm closing now. And that is where you will pray. Because God must graft you him tonight. Because you see, when you are tied to him, we prayed it on Wednesday, when you are tied to him, there's nowhere you will go. When you are at his back, when he's carrying you, you are not running anywhere. That's the prayer you want to pray. God, I am weak. Carry me. Just carry me. Decay is gradual. When decay begins to occur, it's a gradual process. It's very gradual and slow. As the decay begins to occur, sometimes the only thing you will see is just a small smell. Mm, this is spoiling, you know, but let's warm it. You can even warm it to cover it. Some of and you'll be doing as if you are not bachelors here. When there was no light and the steel was spoiling, and you warmed it to cover it. You knew that it was spoiled, so you warmed it. Sometimes you can fry it. I know. Abi, am I not right? When the meat is spoiling, you can fry it. It has not finished decaying. Because decay is gradual. It, it just comes as a little issue. Just a very small issue. That's how decay starts. Decay is gradual. So it can be covered up. Number two. Decay starts internally. It is not outside that decay's force. It's inside. It's later you will begin to see it. I didn't understand that. There was a time I had meat. So the meat was still looking very good because it was in the freezer for a very long time. Until some, yeah, someone wanted to eat the food and then brought out the entire soup and they brought out the meat. The worm did nothing was smelling until we cut it open. And then we realized that it was red inside. At that time, I did not know that when it's red, it means that that's spot. How many of us know that? Or am I wrong? Mommy, am I wrong? When is red? He said, he's, there's a smell that he had. It was very red. So the person said, when is red like this? Ha, it's no more good. And when I smelled it, so I realized it was bad. 
So I realized that decay doesn't really start. Outside can be fine. But decay can be happening inside. It's the same way when a man is falling sick. Even terminal illnesses. Sometimes the man is still fresh on the outside. But the inside has what? Has started to decay. Number three. When does decay happen? And it's a question. Decay begins the moment. That's what science says. An object is removed from a source of life. That's when decay starts. It might not be obvious for the eye. And I think I've shown us the scenario before. The day we cut a branch of leaf and we brought it to the church. And I asked every one of us a question on that day. I said, this leaf that I'm holding, is it alive or dead? How many of us remember that day? And I remember, Browale gave an, a scientific illustration of why a leaf that is detached from his branch is alive. He said some of us can think he's dead, but no. There are some something, something, something that is alive. Some people told us that how can we say he's dead when we can still put it back and then it will come to life. But the question was simple. The tree that we have caught from a source of life, is it alive or dead? What's the answer, Sama? The moment you removed it, what happened to it? It died. You see, that is what happens. Many people are still green. As a matter of fact, many people are still preserved by water. And everybody looking around is telling them it is alive. They are telling the tree, continue. You may not be able to grow, but you are alive. It is that leaf to know that the day I left my source, I died. Many people are just running a race that they are detached from the master and they have begun to decay. And the father you walk without is hand holding you. Ah, trouble is ahead though. Because the tempter will come. And when he comes, he will introduce another way. A way that is different from him the way. Because that's why I said it is a means to an end. Because the path that you are walking in should make you meet a person. Who in himself is the way. And is the only way to glory. But if you are distracted on the course, you might never enter into that rest. So what is the summary of these three days that God has been taking us through? It's to remind us that we are on a journey. It's to remind us that we cannot walk on this journey without valuing our hand. That we need a compass which is the Holy Spirit. And we need the light which is the word of God. And we must at all time always stand in a position whereby we are close to the master. Because the moment you are too far from him, decay has started. My prayer for you tonight 
is that your story will not be as one who started well but at the end what he got was not glory but your case will be as one who journeyed on this path and at the end of it what he enjoyed was glory there's a story I will use to end a true life story and when you have time I want you to go and watch it it's one of the stories that I will say today at we are going by the grace of God for to meet some of the teenagers and still if you want to go with us please let's let's meet after so we can plan when we'll go we, we were there this afternoon and the crowd is massive teenagers and children I think what we saw is over a thousand people massive crowd I think I'm right over a thousand is a large crowd they even told us that they wanted to end today because they, they didn't know how to manage the number. So we need hands. We can't, we can't just go now. We can't go as four or five. We need hands to go with us. But this is the story. And I want you to go and read about it. It's about a man called Marcos Dupree. Marcos Dupree. And the caption of his story, that's the only thing I'll talk about. I won't go into his story. The caption of his life when ESPN did a documentary about him, they called him the best that never was. And do you know why they called him that? It was because at the age of 17, he was predicted to be the greatest American footballer that will ever walk upon the earth. Because at 17, the entire United States has heard of his name. Until one day in front of a press conference, they had prayed about where he was going. He was supposed to go to Texas University. Four schools were fighting to give him scholarship. His mother and his grandmother had decided, you are going to Texas. And he sat in front of a press conference. Four schools, choose one. When they were interviewing Marcos, he said he does not know what came upon him. What they told him at home to say was Texas. But when he got in front of the press conference, he said Philadelphia. Ah. Even the camera zoomed in on him because, you know, it's a true life story. So all those recordings were there. They zoomed in on him and they saw how sad he was saying the wrong thing. But because he had decided in front of the press, everybody said, okay, no problem, let him go. And when he got to Philadelphia, of course, your enemy will sponsor any heights. He was doing very well. He was offered a professional contract on his 18th birthday. Destined to be great. He was the one that single-handedly took them to the semi-finals. And on the semi-final day, on the semi-final day to go to the finals. As he was running with the ball because he was a quarterback. Almost at the end. We don't know where that wicked person came from. He hit his leg. And his hip shifted. That was how his journey to problems started. And from the one that was said... Now, the, the sad part of the story is that Texas that he was supposed to go to later won the championship. But here is the story. When his issue began, the hip 
on that one eat. That's why I told you about the one blow of the enemy. They waited for him to get to semi-finals. And that if that shifted, he continued to manage it. Again, he rose again the second year. Go to semi-finals again. And another strange person came and hit that hip again. The sad part of the story is that Marcus Dupree is a truck driver. And when they asked some of the old people there, and they said, do you know that man driving a truck? They said they don't know him. And they said that is Marcus Dupree. One of the white men said, what is he doing driving a truck? You could see how they were mourning on his behalf. Even when he was saying his story himself, he was crying. And they ended it and said, this is the best that never was. There are many that are destined to be the best. Who on the journey of life, they never. Many names that might even be greater than Adeboye, who never just touched it. I'm praying for you from the bottom of my heart and I want you to go before God today. May you not see the hand and not be able to touch it. May God take you to where you are supposed to be and give you the future he destined for you. So I want you to go before God in one or two minutes quickly and cry out to the great one tonight. And say, God, I don't want to be separated from you. Help me. Help me. So that on this path, my hand will be great. Go ahead and talk to him. Thank you for listening. We are sure you've been blessed. For more messages, kindly log on to our website on www.kingsembassy.org.ng For Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash mykingsembassy and for Instagram and Twitter is at mykingsembassy Thank you and God bless you.